0: plushcare.com slash weight loss
1: this is the unplayable podcast coming to you live from the where it stumps on day one of the series deciding fourth test india are none for none in reply to australia's 300 all out Steve Smith scored his 20th test match tonne, but the day belonged to debutante Kuldeep Yadav, who stunned Australia with 4 for 68. Here to recap all the action is cricket.com.au senior writer Andrew Ramsey and Rambo. There was drama right from the start. We nearly didn't get let in. I've never seen security like that at a cricket ground. Uh, I thought it was like trying to enter
0: uh, an airport, an international airport. Uh, there was full body cavity searching, mm. which wasn't altogether pleasant uh, in, the, in the bracing mountain air. There it wasn't was, unpleasant uh, though. No, you, you obviously enjoyed yours. Mm. Um, there was uh, things confiscated, tools of trade, in fact. I think yeah. uh, one unnamed journalist from an unplayable podcast had pens taken away, uh, which for a journalist is pretty much like uh, removing their free drink cards from the bar. So, uh, yes, it was an eventful start for the day, but we uh, we eventually got
1: in. Um, just in time to find out that there was a bit more going on. There was. The big news story in the lead-up to this test Rambo focused on the fitness of Virat Kohli and whether he would play in the series finale. He spoke before the match and made it crystal clear that rules are rules, and if any player is not 100% fit, regardless of that person happens to be the captain or the best player, that person will not be selected. So Kohli's omission was realised when Ajinka Rahane strode to the crease in the captain's blazer for the toss, and the new skipper revealed Kohli was not 100% fit, and he opted out of the test. Kohli had scored only 46 runs in this series, Rambo, but no doubt India would rather have him out there.
0: Oh, absolutely. He's uh, still, yeah, on paper, if not on the pitch in the last few weeks, their best batsman. Mm. They're certainly their most dynamic, uh, charismatic character. Uh, he's a guy who, you, just not just his batting, it's his leadership and his uh, competitive nature. That's all very infectious and... Brings the crowds in too. I don't know what the crowds for the rest of the test will be like now that Virat's, uh, he gets a big cheer when he runs the drinks out. Uh, yep. or wanders around the boundary line to pass on some encouragement. Um, but yeah, curious, curious philosophy that, that you can't, you're not eligible for selection if you're not 100% fit. I can't imagine there'd be too many test teams that would get an 11 on the park if you had to be 100%. There's not too many fast bowlers that aren't yeah. carrying a few uh, sore spots here and there. So maybe that's why Virat has never led the same 11 into consecutive test matches during his captaincy.
1: No one ever pulls up well. They could be right, but surely an 85% fit Virat Kohli. Even if he can't field, you put him at first slip. He puts himself at first slip, and he said he wasn't hindered by batting, it uh, wasn't going to aggravate the shoulder at all. Surely he have to play Rambo
0: you'd think in a test match which um, is as big as any I assume he's played in Mm. in his captaincy career Um, You know, the Australia series is big Um, the series is level this is the deciding test he hasn't really contributed much with the bat thus far this would have been his big chance to to make a statement and uh, like you say if he's not inconvenienced when he's batting uh, there's a fair number of left handers in Australia's uh, top order he could field at first slip he'd probably Mm. only have to move, move to his left in that case anything else is to his rights taken care of by the keeper so uh, it's a, a strange decision um, in some ways it's selfless in some ways it's just a little bit curious
1: yes well we'll find out at the end of the test match if it was the right call or not Smith won the toss and elected to bat Australia remained unchanged from the side that played in Ranchi while India made two changes Coley and Ishant Sharma out Bhuvaneshwar Kumar and Kuldeep Yadav in. The host struck an early blow when Australia's top order rock Matthew Renshaw was dislodged bowled by Umesh Yadav for one. That wicket brought together Australia's leadership duo and together they added 134 either side of lunch before Warner was dismissed for a series high 56. Now Rambo Seeing as you rejected my application to join your research team, I have reassembled the Rapid Stats cartel, and they tell me that today was the first time that Warner and Smith have combined for a Test Match Century stand. So I've got two questions for you. One, can you please explain to the listeners why you knocked back my application? And two, how important was it for Warner to make a contribution at the top of the order?
0: Oh, well, the first one's quite simple. Uh, the, the research team uh, haven't actually been sacked yet. I can't afford to keep more than one lot on the payroll, so until I track them down wherever they know... Currently in Reykjavik or wherever they've gone um, I can't be offering a new position to anyone uh, Secondly, yes, the Warner innings was uh, crucial It's been uh, overdue He probably could have made a lot less than he did If mm. uh, the chance that he gave off the very first ball of the innings had been taken It was a fairly uh, smart chance to the left of third slip uh, sh- Flush off the edge of the bat But uh, Karun Naya got his hand outstretched Hit him uh, pretty much on the wrist, I yeah. think. So it wasn't like he far. was stretching. It was, it, had to be, it was very instinctive, so it would have been a remarkable catch if it had stuck. But that would have been an even more remarkable start to a test match um, out first ball. And David Warner, it, it's got to be said, it wasn't most uncharacteristic innings of his. He yeah. uh, laboured a bit at times. He uh, played a couple of false shots, popped a couple up in the air that fell just out of the reach of fielders. Um, and when Steve Smith joined him, he just sort of cruised past him. It was like a... Mercedes passing a tuk-tuk, or mm. perhaps uh, even a yak, as they like to say in this part of the world. I'm not sure where mine is at the moment, but uh, uh, he looked like uh, he was battling to find his timing. And um, But then, just before lunch, he was starting to look a little bit more comfortable, so it was a bit of a surprise when that partnership did eventually end.
1: Do so you think he still just hasn't figured out the tempo to bat over here? He asked for a big six, then he went into a shell, then he had a couple of boundaries, then he went into a shell, and Steve Smith was just milking singles and boundaries at will. It must look so much uh, easier at the non striker than watching Smith bat, but he just hasn't been able to find that that tempo, his own sort of cadence over here.
0: Cadence—that's a good word. Uh, I like that. Yes, I think he's—he must feel a bit like other people feel batting with him in Australia when the game looks just so easy for him and he yeah. motors along. Um, but yeah, even when he has got going, he's never been sort of uh, convincingly going. He's been uh, spluttering a bit. Maybe he's, uh, he's he's on the the wrong mix of. Uh, Littered fuel or whatever that is they throw into their uh, buses over here. I thought you were going to say yaks then. No, yaks run on milk. Was oh, that what they expel? In I'm Italy. Sure. Um, in Italy. So it's maybe, he's played a lot of cricket in the subcontinent uh, mm. or in Asia. You'd have to think that he would have come up with a, a, a sort of routine by now. That's but That's
1: all being limited over cricket. He can just go hell for leather from ball one.
0: Um, yeah, but if, if he needed uh, sort of on-the-spot instruction, he just needed to look at the bloke up the other end who, mm. as you say, was uh, just... Cruising like he—he looked like he's playing in a different game altogether. Mm. Stephen Smith at this stage of his career. So, um, I mean, David Warner's a very good cricketer. He'll find a way, but I'm not sure they'll get too much of a chance in this series to uh, find it.
1: Warner's wicket triggered. A collapse of four for 28, with three wickets belonging to the debutant Cole Deep. He first removed Warner, caught at slip, then produced two beauties to dismiss Peter Hanscom and Glenn Maxwell. Hanscom was bowled through the gate looking to drive, a loopy leg spinner that spun viciously into the stumps, before Maxwell was squared up and bowled by a clever Googly. The great Sachin Tendulka tweeted how impressed he was with Cole Deep. So, Rambo, you must have been impressed too.
0: I was impressed that Sachin was impressed. I mean, mm. He's a very hard man to impress, Sachin. Yeah, when you've got yeah. 8.7 trillion Twitter followers like he has, you have to be careful with what you say, so he doesn't uh, sprinkle praise around um, like they do condiments at the Indian Buffet. Uh, but no, he was uh, certainly wasn't daunted by Test cricket. Uh, 22 years old, that's pretty young. Yeah. Uh, when were you 22?
1: 9, eight, 19, uh, Just Brad, at the
0: turn of the 20th? Bradman's first Ashes tour. I remember it like it was uh, 70, 80 years ago. <laughs> uh, he was... Handed his test cap, and there was even confusion among the Indian media contingent as to whether he'd been. Yeah. They thought the Shreyas ear had been given the cap, and he was going to replace Kohli. But no one actually quite foresaw, except us, of course. We foreshadowed this on the podcast the other day. That there would applied. be changes. There would be changes. Um, unfortunately, Mohammed Shami wasn't it. So uh, he came in, got the bowl two over before lunch, uh, yep. which was probably good to get him to settle some nerves. I think it was his second ball, he found the edge of David Warner's bat mm. uh, and then came back out after the break and was thrown the ball ahead of both Jadeja and Ashwin, so that kind of showed how much confidence they had in him and the fact that the Australians hadn't seen him before and they don't see a lot of left-arm wrist spin, it's got to be said, no. became uh, fairly obvious as that session wore on.
1: Now, you were over in Sri Lanka when Laksan Sandakan. The
0: mystery spinner, who yeah. is now no longer a mysterious.
1: Yes, he was a he's a left arm wrist spinner as well, and he caused the Australians some troubles. It's such a rare art. You don't see it very often these days, Rambo. So When the, a ball like that comes onto the international scene, even though Matthew Wade after play said that they've looked at all the bowlers and every player in the Indian squad, no doubt it would have surprised some of them.
0: Yeah, well, then I know that when. Uh, Sandakan played his first test in at Pala Kelly mm. against the Australians. Uh, they had been searching high and low for some footage of it because he hadn't played a lot of first-class cricket and certainly no international cricket. So they found some uh, old, grainy Zapruder-style black and white footage shot at a village somewhere. A ball uh, um,
1: mysteriously changed in direction mid-air or something like that.
0: That's right. It was the magic ball. um he, he actually bowled a guy called Grassy Knoll who never went on to play much cricket, but uh, <laughs> he was a. It was a complete surprise to them. You could tell they just had no idea which was coming out of his hand and which way it was going to go. Um, by the end of the series, they were much more comfortable playing him and he wasn't much of an influence in the, the last test and a half. But as was the case with the uh, young Kuldeep Yadav, when you, no matter how much footage you watch, it's quite a different proposition when they mm. are at 22 yards away and they're coming in in a test match. And uh, the uh, the couple of wickets he got, um the Warner one brought him particular pleasure, but uh, they were all pretty
1: handy in the course of the, the match. Now, the Warner one, he revealed after play, was inspired by the greatest spinner of all time, Shane Warne. Even though the press conference was in Hindi, we've got the translation. And he said that Warne actually showed him how to bolt the flipper, and he did it to Warner and got the wicket.
0: Uh, yes, well, uh, my understanding of Hindi, which is limited, uh, Shane Warne, tr- Lee translated as Shane Warne. So uh, yeah. it was pretty easy to realize That's what he was talking about. Mm um and i think there was a bit of footage that star sports showed during the day of uh of him talking to Warney at some point i don't know where that was or when it was that's mm. a bit of a mystery um bit like the mystery spinner himself so he's worked with him he's also worked with brad hogg um when he was at the uh kolkata night riders in the ipl uh he was uh working with hoggy and he said that brad hogg was a huge influence teaching him all sorts of different variations um, but it was the flipper that uh, Shane Warne taught him that he used to get his first ever test wicket and the fact that he, that was an Australian batter and one of some considerable repute uh, gave him a great deal of enjoyment.
1: Yeah, I mean, Warne's in his surname anyway, so, you know, lots of links there. How do you get Warne out of Yadav? No, Warner, you know, with the R. Oh, I see it. Okay, amidst the carnage, Smith remained calm to post his 20th test match century. Now the Rappers' cartel have come through again. Smith is the fourth fastest player to 20 test tons, reaching the milestone in 99 innings, by Bradman, Kavaska and Hayden. Today's century is the third for the series for the skipper, making him just the second visiting captain to score three tons in a series in India after Alistair Cook did it in 2012. And he now has a dozen hundreds as skipper in just 24 matches. Only Don Bradman himself got to 12 tons in charge faster and he did it in 18 matches. Remember, you remember watching him play. Now, no matter how this series ends up, Smith can hold his setup up high knowing he couldn't do much more with the bat. Uh, no, that was
0: always the uh, the philosophy heading over here was that the senior players needed to stand up and they needed to find a way to make mm. runs. And you've got to say that his last five test matches in Asia, if you include the last one in Sri Lanka where he made 100 in Colombo, um, he's been by far their best batsman. And it looks like he's playing in conditions that he was born and raised in. Yeah. He's completely comfortable, rarely plays a false shot um, as you said before, milked the ball around for ones and twos, but then when, you know, because that pitch was a bit truer and faster today and you could play shots on a bit, He, uh, as soon as the bowl was erred in, in line or length, he was onto them in a flash and punished them, um, hitting the ball on the ground, he didn't play too many shots in the air, uh, knowingly anyway. Uh, so it looks like he's playing a different game to the rest of them who are sort of scratching around and guessing a little bit here and there. Um, he was just totally assured and it was... He almost scored 100 in a session, which yeah. given he was out there in the second over is probably uh, at number three. We know David Warner did it in Sydney recently, but I think Steve Smith was 72 not out at lunch mm-hmm. on the
1: first over test match in India, which is uh, quite remarkable. Now, remember, we joke a little bit about you about your age and when you were born and all that type of stuff, but you, I'm have 27. Co- you have covered the game for a number of years. Have you seen another player in the form that? Smith is in, Ponting used to go through these amazing runs of form, I'm sure other batsmen you might have seen, Tentulka, DeVuyas, Lara, those kind of guys that you've covered in your career as a written, esteemed journalist, but can you recall anyone being in such great touch as Smith is right now? Um, I think
0: probably the only two that I can remember thinking he was going to make a hundred every time that went out to bat would probably be Ponting when he made um, a couple of consecutive double hundreds in Australia, I think that was... 2003-04 2000 oh, I think that sounds about right um and just never looked like he was going to miss out um wasn't you scratched at the start of his innings or uh you're getting battle fatigued he just had a phenomenal appetite for it and Lara around about uh 98 99 when he could just mm-hmm. do anything he could uh, take on any bowlers in any conditions and um he was always a little bit kind of uh fluky early on in his innings he was always a chance if he uh because he played big shots from the start but once he got set if he made it past 10 you probably thought you could back him in for a, a hundred and a big hundred there so that's probably the only two that come to mind such fans will be appalled but uh i probably didn't see the best of such in my times uh, he was a couple of times he came to australia he uh, probably missed out a few times so Seeing them in the flesh, they're the two that I would nominate, Sam.
1: Smith was out before tea, caught it slip off the bowling of Ravi Ashwin as Australia lost five for 77 in 31 overs. Remember, if Australia lose this Test match, probably fair to say the afternoon session here in Dharmasala on day one might be where it slipped away.
0: And they've long said that you know, a session, a bad session, can cost you considerably, especially in these conditions where the game moves at pace. Mm. Um, and that was the case. I, I, it wasn't a disaster, but it's the... If it wasn't a disaster, it was certainly in the semis. Um, <laughs> they uh, yeah, when they're cruising along at one for 130 at lunch, and the Indians were on their heels at that point. Like they'd lost the toss, they'd lost their captain. Mm. The pitch was probably playing more in Australia's favour, and they were uh, scoring at will. So they kind of had them on their, if not on their knees, and maybe on one. Yeah. Um, and then to not just forfeit that advantage, but to actually hand the advantage back to the home team was. Uh, Probably pretty disappointing for them. Um, and, yeah, if, if the series doesn't pan out the way they'd hoped, they probably would point to that session as the most costly of the tour, certainly to date. Yeah.
1: After T called up collected his fourth wicket, that of Pat Cummins, who looked good for 21. Matthew Wade made 57. His best knock of the series as Australia were bowled out in the 89th over. K.L. Rahul then played out a maiden over to Josh Hazelwood to see the day come to a close. Rambo, an important knock by Wade, but do we feel that three hundred is a little bit short? Matthew Bates, after after play that he might have left a few runs out there.
0: Yeah, I reckon they probably left more than one hundred and fifty out there. Ooh. To be honest,
1: uh,
0: I don't. They always talk about you know first the value of first innings runs here, batting once, batting big, mm. batting one hundred and fifty overs, not just looking at four fifty, but going five fifty, six hundred. Mm. Um, so three hundred on that pitch after the start they got is yeah. probably, uh, I think. In, to be most generous, you could say it was probably 150 skinny. Mm. Um, Matthew Wade did bat very well. Uh, he's he's actually done a pretty good job in this series, uh, coming in, providing good foil, often for Steve Smith and others to, to bat around. Um, today he was left to bat with the tail and did it quite well. Um, you know, Played very sensibly and probably aimed one sweet shot too many when he finally got out. He may have looked like he was wanting to play straight in his own head as he walked off. He was practicing his defensive shot. So, um, but at that stage, they were eight down anyway, and who uh, runs were going to be a bit of a bonus. The only thing that may have given them a little bit of a lift if their spirits were down at the end of the day was the, the side of the ball carrying through to Matthew Wade. and mm. Josh Hazelwood's one and only over. It was uh, looked a bit like an old Gabba pitch or something, the way it was flying through at
1: chest height to the keeper. Maybe it was just standing very close. How about this pitch, Rambo? There was a bit of spin, there was a bit of pace, of bounce for the seamers. Um, there are a few cracks there, which uh, Wade said after the day's play that the Australians will no doubt target moving forward. The curator, he's a mercurial man, isn't he, Rambo? Sunil Chawan, He promised a good track that will last five days, and he might be right.
0: Uh, yeah, five days at the rate that it's going. Unless India bat big, it might be uh, um, a bit of a, a push. But it's the best pitch in terms of you know bounce, carry, and sort of stroke play that we've seen in this series Mm. I think the others have been quite low slow and crumbling from the start so it actually was nice to see a bit of uh, fluent stroke making especially from Stephen Smith but uh, they talked about cracks in it I know Ravindra Jadeja we like to say his name at least once to podcast because it's a good tongue twister Um, got a couple to spin past the edge of Steve Smith's bat in the very first session of day one of the test and that's no mean feat when you consider the form he's in so there's definitely turn there, there wasn't a lot and certainly not a lot of footmarks in it yet, um, which will aid the spinners later on, but um, if batting's good for tomorrow, then the onus really is on Australia's bowlers to, to make some inroads, because I think batting on day two traditionally in test matches that's the best time and i think on that pitch it may be even better than best
1: where to tomorrow rambo let's get the crystal ball out you said they're 150 short australia's pace attack performed pretty well in Ranchi. they've come off a big workload though there's a bit of pace and bounce there hazelwood and cummins will definitely find it how can you see day two unfolding
0: uh well i think the really big challenge for day two is getting into the ground yeah uh i know that uh, i'm gonna
1: strap the pens to my body
0: yeah, uh, that works sometimes with uh, Class A drugs going through airports, but uh, I don't getting to these people, past these security people, is another right task mm. altogether. Um, once we've negotiated that, yep. I think uh, the Australian quicks are going to be the key. I think, uh, given the the bounce that we saw tonight, um, Pat Cummins was a factor in Ranchi where it, it had yeah. it, it had the bounce of a house brick that pitch. Mm. Uh, so if he can come in and you fire a few, get the Indian batters jumping around, let's remember they're a batter short, essentially, because they've chosen to play five specialist bowlers, although Bhuvaneshwar Kumar's notionally a bit of an all-rounder, but mm. um, they've got one less batter than they have in the last two tests. So if they could nip out a couple of early wickets and you exploit the bounce and the Indians dislike of um, faster bowling up and around their chest and head, uh, that might be their best chance to... To find a path not just back into the match, but to to snatch back the advantage that they held at lunchtime today.
1: Okay, well, if we get led into the ground, Rambo, we'll be back here tomorrow to review all of the day to action. You're going to try and turn up?
0: I'm going to run the gauntlet. Um, I've divested myself of anything that looks like a weapon. So we'll turn up carrying my laptop and my intellect, which means I'll be virtually empty-handed
1: and just don't write off the whole application. I know things happen, people fall in and out of favour. Just let you know that I'm always available. No chance. Well, until tomorrow, go to cricket.com.au for all your news, scores and video on Australia's Qantas tour of India.